hello everyone welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies now before you jump on to listening to this episode wait take a breath smile get your regular dose of life changing entropy here on everyday talkies give me a 10 second silence क्या <laughs> पुष्कर No, let's start with welcome back to Review Corner. This is the show where uh, Anshul and I, uh, well, where I tell Anshul to watch things and then we review them. After two months. Yeah. Uh, no, but we have been fairly consistent, I guess, in terms of watching and reviewing, uh, except the others that we had promised. But okay, you know what? I realized the Dune episode, the audio quality suffered. You know why? Because we hadn't followed tradition. You know, traditions are important part of our life, even though we make them as we go. we had not yes even though they might be shaped by uh, you know 7000 year old beings yes 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 absolutely but we have to follow traditions because sometimes we just have to and last time we didn't go through the imdb log line man of tune yeah so true. this time let's do it right let's go with it let me open up imdb and let's see what the log line says okay it goes something like this Okay, before that, uh, guys, Eternals is available in Disney Plus, so go watch it. There, <laughs> ah, the saga of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. Yeah, I guess there's some truth to it. I guess the thing is, na, ki a race of immortal beings on who lived on Earth. This gives a whole false notion that they were born on Earth itself, but the entire thing is not true. Like. Let's do this. I know we'll talk about the characters. We'll talk about you know why people are hating on it and uh, the music, everything, everything, everything. But before that, you know, give us some insights because this is a movie which is fairly disconnected from the other movies that we have been seeing and enjoying for Marvel. Like after Endgame, I you know I heard that most of most of the people had left the Marvel bandwagon because it was too much to catch up on, right? And I yeah. agree with them. With the shows coming on and all, it's it's tough to you know catch like I mean, be aware of all the. I mean, it can be overwhelming. Like just this year, we've had what five shows, and four movies, uh, which is a lot. Exactly, and that is why when Eternals came out, most of them watched it because it was so disconnected from the others. I mean, not a lot of people watched it. Sadly. <laughs> yeah, that is also there. No, but again, co. But what is it? But you tell us the context because you have been in tune in this universe, not just from movie perspective, but because you watch shitload of reviews and you read comics and all of that, so you know the history about no, Celestials yeah. so, Eternals. So, uh, so yeah, give us yeah, that. So I'll tell you where my Eternals journey starts. Um, it basically started all the way back when they first announced Eternals, and um, I had no idea what Eternals were. Uh, any clue about it? 
the only reason I got interested in it was because uh, they announced that Chloe Zhao was going to be the director. And uh, so Chloe Zhao is like a very indie filmmaker and she makes like com- like very slow, moody, uh, you know, kind of low budget films, you know, in the Terrence Malick uh, type of cinema and that was really a, a weird choice for like a marvel movie which was supposedly you know this big sci-fi epic uh, action adventure that spans like 5000 years or whatever that was what generated like my first interest and after that uh, when they announced the cast like the cast was i think the biggest uh, ensemble that Okay, okay, not the biggest because uh, Avengers Endgame really yeah. happened. But at least for like a solo movie, it's like the biggest cast they announced. So that really interested me. I, uh, there on it didn't really like I didn't really pay much attention to it. But when the first trailer came out, I was just absolutely mesmerized. And just like the song that they picked for the trailer was very unconventional. The trailer itself it looked amazing. It did not look like you know your typical Marvel movie. Like Marvel movies are beautiful. Some of them are really like uh, good looking. I know a lot of people like to ship on um, the cinematography and the color grading that Marvel movies have, but a a lot of them are genuinely beautiful. But this was just on another level. So that got me really hyped, and then I was like, okay, let's try to read some Eternals comics because uh, this seems very uh, not the. It's not just that it's it's different from the rest of the MCU, but also it doesn't have like this legacy that kind of goes back forty years. You know, it's not a comic that has been uh, continuously going and going and going like Spider Man or uh, say Iron Man or stuff like that. So there are like these chunks. There are these. uh graphic novels by different writers like there's the original one by Jack Kirby there's one by Neil Gaiman there's one by uh I don't know John Romita senior or something and so there's uh there's like pieces of uh, eternals that you can run through very quickly and it it feel it felt like you know my kind of uh, story it's a weird uh, cosmic thing about the origins of human existence and uh, you know the mythos of gods which i've always been fascinated by so i picked up like the the most relatable thing i could think of which was the uh, eternals run that neil gaiman wrote and i started reading that and it's it's interesting because in the in that comic he gives a history of how the eternals came about and it was basically what uh, you would expect like a, a you know a, like a 15 year old kid who's just learning about mythology to come up with that maybe the gods you know that existed maybe the gods of our mythology across the world are just aliens that came to earth lo- uh, thousands of years and ago. we have been observing because, this right because as soon as you see yeah. anything star trek comes to mind and there has been an episode where you know atlas and all of these were just aliens yeah like the mo- one of the most famous uh, tos episode like original series episode who moons for adonis is all about you know uh, apollo and uh, we find out that apollo was actually uh, an alien who came to earth 5000 years ago with the rest of his brothers and sisters and they made up what was essentially the greek pantheon uh, the ancient greek pantheon of uh, gods it's really interesting when you think about it like that i mean it's not an it's not like a groundbreakingly original idea in any form of the word but i there's never been like a, a proper cinematic take on it right i mean the closest we got was probably uh, prometheus and alien covenant but even that was more of like a you know pulpy horror kind of a movie first and then like a exploration of humanity and gods and everything next so yeah so i was really hyped for it and you know closure directing and everything all that got me hyped and once the movie then came out 
I went to watch it. I had like I I had seen like a lot of the reviews and everything before that people did not like it and this and that. But uh, I was like, no, oh, let's go with an open mind. Let's see what this is about. And I'll tell you, Anshul, from the first second that you know the movie started playing, I was like, okay, this is absolutely my shit. I'm going to love this. <laughs> and it's literally you know why because. Uh, and it makes sense in the context like of the movie later but it started with this text for a uh, text for right that yeah, explains yeah, yeah. like what the celestials are and all this and you know what that reminded me of immediately star wars like the text crawl is almost exactly similar to another movie that uh, you know it's almost like it's probably my favorite movie of all time blade runner oh yes yeah oh yes exactly. star wars is different scroll right right so that's what that's what got me so hyped I was just enjoying the ride, and I was like, uh, you know, all the high was highs were super high. And yes, there are like flaws with the movie. It's slow. It has like uh, you know some narrative problems. It could have been actually. It's weird because it's a slow movie, but it almost could have been longer. So there's like a lot of that we can get into. But yeah, how was like what was your experience with the whole thing? Okay, for me, I was excited about this movie. Firstly, like before I knew about the reviews because of the star cast. right because there were so many different people and um well, yeah they got angelina jolie in a marvel movie like, yes come on and nuts. and then they had again uh, they, then i also read read that they had actually casted a, a differently able or a deaf i think actor right to play the role of that yeah, character yeah deaf mute actor yeah so and that was interesting and then we and because of the whole uh, uh, game of thrones fame kit harrington was there and all of that so i heard about all of this i'm like hey, great man this would be a nice again avengers type movie because there would be so many things and again i like these movies because there are different powers each of them have right like each of them is has a unique power and it's like i like to explore those things and that was you know that is why i like initially excited and then later on i think the whole thing died down after the whole covid thing and then i think it this also got delayed right yeah yeah and after the, the reviews i thought okay there's no point watching uh, movie also i skipped so but i had to watch it just for the sake of continuity and then you told me you messaged me watch it in this you know with the context of gts with guns jumps and stuff so that excited me a bit more because okay now i'll watch it with that history lens so that would be interesting so yeah yeah that is why i enjoyed it and again like i understand some of the hate but not all of it like i really really enjoyed it i did not uh, find it obviously this is not spider man no way yeah okay. but that also plays on uh, that spider man plays a nostalgia factor there are so many other things which are in play here this is a good story and i like the whole history thing yes as i mentioned right after seeing the movie i messaged you there were certain things which i absolutely hated like and those were mainly narrative problems like how there is yeah. how how did they resolve this so quick and even like one thing which plays on everyone's mind is given that you know these people are legit immortals right they just brush up the whole uh, thanos swiping half the world missing that yes leave humans alone we need to let let them deal with it in their own terms yeah because they have a prime directive and they're following it right yeah but the prime directive goes to shit as soon as deviants come up so yeah but i think i i get the whole because i knew this would have to be resolved in some way or the other and i knew this could you know this was what else could they do and yeah like uh, towards the movie i'm i'm sure we'll spend some time discussing the whole post credit scene and credits scene because i think that also ending on a high i think marvel now has cracked the formula on how to do that so there's nothing much to definitely i mean i mean i i watched it with my cousin and say i have never been uh, okay spoilers for whoever hasn't watched it and let's go watch it go watch the post credit scenes or whatever but like i have never been like a fan of boy bands or whatever and like this whole uh, 
I mean, even the ones that I listened to were like older boy bands, you know, like uh, uh, stuff like I don't know, Backstreet Boys or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've never been a fan of One Direction, but like my uh, cousin who's like four or five years younger than me, he listened to it when he was a kid. So the moment Harry Styles walked, uh, you know, <laughs> down that hallway, he just lost it absolutely. Like and uh, other people in the theater as well, they were just like went absolutely crazy. See, you know, you. can understand i'm such a boomer now i can call myself that i did not even recognize harry styles you know why did i why was in why was i in awe because he said he was a brother of thanos i was tripping over right. that yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and now that you say i feel so dumb i'm like yeah okay <laughs> harry styles i mean uh, the only reason i know of him is because i had seen him in dunkirk and he was like fairly good in dunkirk yeah but anyway so uh, let's let's uh, and uh, i just wanted to talk about like you said it's not spiderman and everything and yeah like that's true the reason uh, that i wanted to say like it's because eternals is not spiderman you know it's never going to make a billion dollars obviously uh, because it's a hard sell how do you like uh, sell to the general public a story about immortal people who have lived on earth for 7000 years and they have this whole this this whole thing with celestials and you know uh, It just it's 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 completely bizarre and weird and something that only like weirdos like us could appreciate. Oh, I'm sure. But you know, before we go on, you know, do you want to spend some time because I really want to talk about this whole or how are they gonna handle the celestials thing? Let me give my thing and then you know you correct me and you tell me. You know, and guys, uh, we'll be bringing in references from other shows, so just. be up to date or i am not sure i know it's too difficult so i can't even expect people to watch everything but yeah so in what if they had introduced the watcher right it was the first being who was like up away from the general public like than not public yeah but i know the general population thanos is also a alien in who resided in titan right um, thor is from asgard like they are residents of different planets and they're aliens essentially so you you accept them right and they when they come to earth they have special powers and all of that okay i get the whole point but when when it comes to the whole idea of the watcher that was absolutely amazing right like i really like that what if the we should have a separate thing it's amazing show altogether then they bring in celestials and the way again spoiler alert they initially you know portray them as the like what do you say the creators of the universe and later we are revealed that they reside they are born inside the planet score which leads to destruction the of planets the planets are basically eggs for uh, eternals correct and they give birth to suns which again creates new life and again the see ideally from a whole thing i get i get the whole idea that you know and the way they started also like each animal has a predator and i get the whole thing and that's why i loved it right because obviously there needs to be predator and then because of eternals there are deviants and uh, yeah because uh, there's there's an apex predator in each system and the deviants are uh, the, the deviants were made basically to kill the apex predators but then they evolved and became the apex predators that's why you had to go with that that's why the celestials had to create the eternals but how are they going to handle eternals who are immortal essentially immortal robots now i'm sorry guys like if you have not seen it you should not be listening to this because i think i've been revealing everything now so yeah like they're essentially immortal robots and then you have celestials who like now basically marvel has gone beyond science i know it's a sci-fi but there's some truth to science right like 
you know how suns are formed but now they have absolutely disregarded that no there are celestial beings who form suns okay I, everything yeah, works in magic and everything is gone if you're looking for scientific magic and this like we've gone way past that bro i like, know this see, is we know, are but, in full but, on but see don't okay. there there is some physics laws which is universal right i thought everyone abided to that gravity is gravity okay you can develop anti gravity machines but gravity is gravity you know tomorrow if you say that there is a celestial who is managing gravity okay that makes the <laughs> makes it full hinduism again but okay i'll not go to the lord get cancelled but take okay, whatever the whole i like this is one thing which i have a bit of a problem with but again i understand it's a fiction so i should not be uh, cribbing about these things but okay tell me how is marvel going to handle celestials and eternals in the context of when we dealing with multiverse kang and the whole wide thing i think I my think head is going to explode you, no i think at, at this point what you have to do is you have to take each story at uh, face value and not think about it in the larger context because eternals at the end of the day is more of a philosophical exploration than it is any kind of hard sci-fi you know because uh, if you really think about it uh, a celestial coming out of earth even as little as it did that would have like completely destroyed the planet just because of the sheer like you know he's coming out of the core of the planet there's like no explanation for how you know the earth is still in- intact after all this <laughs> okay i get your point like, it should have been destroyed but yeah we just like you have to go with that because that's that's what that's the level we are at now like it things are not going to make sense in it there's a movie that's coming out in 3 4 months called doctor strange in the multiverse of madness like everything has gone out the, out of the window see that is what now because now marvel has made the audience in tune with the ex- their expectations right like or initially when the initial movies came out you used to watch them as single storylines but then when the first avengers came out and when when you saw so much references which got in and you had to now know them like for if you want to enjoy the new spider-man movie you you should watch the old ones right if you have if you have not watched it you will miss out on a major major chunk on the collective viewing experience i'm not sure so they are now making movies which highly highly depend on the context of you if you have watched the old one so obviously it's not you know too crazy for me to expect that i will not think of it in the larger context and try to you know make sense of it in some way or the other so but okay okay that's a problem no, no, for another day i think no anyway so coming back to eternals i think like there is something um really uh, i don't want to say fun but there is something uh, refreshing about a movie that's not really concerned with the larger universe and that just goes like on its own merit and just like uh, tries to do its own thing okay tell me this you mentioned it to me before watching the movie that you know watch it in the context of jgs and the whole philosophical angle so let's talk about that because yes i have some references but i was not so i could not find like parallels which maybe you found so go ahead tell us about that what i am thinking of uh, when i say like the you know, watch it in the context of jgs it's like just as a history nerd and just um, as like someone who's interested in mythology and the rise of like we did just 20 episodes right now on how civilization grew and yeah. all this and uh, when you think about uh, what we learned in ggs why civilizations arise the way they do and how they rise like you know people coming together and cities forming and population growing and when you think about it as like a thing where uh, the only reason it happened because the eternals wanted it to happen because the celestials had to be born so think about it in this context like uh, 
population growth like why why like when you think about it it makes no sense right because why are we growing as a population what is it uh, among us like what is it about humanity that wants us to like flock together and create cities and you know uh, like just go on living in larger and larger units uh, it makes no sense right because there's no like logical reason for it maybe it's like we feel safe in numbers because it's like a it again then comes back to we feel safe in numbers because we don't want to be um, you know eaten by predators which kind of predators apex predators you know deviant the way they wrote it the whole uh, reason why eternal exist and how they've shaped humanity i thought it made like perfect sense and it it was almost uh, you know almost too good in the sense that you kind of do think that you know what if maybe it is like a whole big you know grand plan uh, of someone to you know get our population level to this uh, extreme so that <laughs> something else can happen let's do this this movie had this unique thing of you know having so many new characters which came in for the first time so let's do a rapid fire of some sorts okay that we go through each character in a very quick way or else this episode will never end so let's start with you know icarus come on you have to talk about him <laughs> i think icarus was uh, a sad 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 old bitch uh, he was just like this uh, you know uh, emo be- emo ex boyfriend who just like would not leave you alone and he just wanted you to convert to his philosophy and I, in the end it cost him his whole life basically uh uh-huh. i get the point like he was too blinded by loyalty even after seeing the truth and like as you mentioned it i thought the movie basically wanted that whole scene of ficarus flying too close to the sun and the last bit was just made intentional like it was like okay this has to be done because it's in the court and but it made no sense to me right like no, he understood the thing it, but he just like committed see, suicide what the hell yeah because he felt trapped no it's like uh, he first went against his family because of you know he be- believed in arishan but then he again uh, you know doubled back on that because uh, he loved sarsi so now he's like uh, what do i do now because he's like you know na na what na na ghar ka na ghat ka so oh, he was yeah. like might as well fly into the sun like if you lose all sense of purpose like what are you going to do yeah i get that point. but he's an eternal he's an immortal come on he lived like thousands of th- but yeah i think that is yeah no that's what i was getting at like spoilers spoilers for because i've read the neil gaiman run icarus uh, might not be dead i know you see that is obviously like if he is an eternal who is essentially a robot i don't think so and celestials are bought making suns then i don't think so sun can you know if he just jumps into a sun uh, okay so uh, you mentioned that he's a robot and he's immortal but again that brings me back to its connection with blade runner this movie like in the middle part at least when uh, cersei find out finds out that they're all robots and everything it felt so much like blade runner that because uh, you mentioned that he's immortal and he can always come back but how do you know that it's going to be the same icarus because we know in blade runner that there are certain models of replicants you know there are certain types so uh, and it's like all the replicants when they kind of achieve humanity they kind of become uh, self aware and go against their programming they essentially evolve into humans it's like they all develop a unique personality like uh, in blade runner 2049 you have joy who is essentially a product and there's like thousands of her and anybody can own her uh, basically but uh, over the course of the movie kind of attribute a singular humanity to her right so that's why when uh, eventually you lose her 
and you know you see like that she's still just a product you feel conflicted you don't know what to feel about it so in that way it's like there it could be a thing where uh, these specific eternals are different from maybe like the other models of the same uh, you know uh, yeah like they same. might have also evolved right because obviously one thing i found interesting about the whole philosophy of deviants and eternals and celestials was that celestials they keep mentioning in the movie that celestials have this cycle right they uh, they sow seedlings into planets the planets uh, then become uh, incubation uh, eggs for new celestials the new celestials are born and they create suns and uh, that's how they expand the universe and the cycle keeps going on and on and on so eternal uh, celestials for billions of years have been stuck in the same cycle they haven't really evolved as a species or like whatever they are uh-huh. they haven't evolved but celestials keep creating uh, these uh, beings other beings you know they first created the deviants but the deviants evolved and they became their own person then they created the eternals and they gave them you know immortal life and you know short memory spans but even they evolved in a way because they end up defying you know uh, arishams will so that if the deviants can develop free will if the eternals can develop free will if that is what uh, you know arisham himself defines as evolution then aren't the celestials basically uh, incapable of evolution and what does like what does that like what how do they what what does that make them then no maybe no maybe maybe they're given evolution because they or even you know mutation because essentially all if there is life i think there has to be some kind of randomness to it i know that we're talking about sci-fi so I, I, why am i bringing logic to it but you know let's say all celestials over billions of years are made in a certain way but you know this celestial arishab he finally captured all the you know eternals towards the end he brought them up and he kept, you know the ones who had not died and just took them uh, took them off so i believe there must be someone who might come to their aid right now i obviously know uh, with kit kit uh, you know kit harrington's uh, character and you know these people will come in come in story somewhere or the other but there has to be some uh, bigger creature because when you see a life so it's like a thing of it's like it's like a thing of there's 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 always a bigger fish now uh like humans humans think that the eternals were gods but really they were just robots created by celestials so who's to say that the celestials are where the you know line ends because there might be something bigger than the celestials and someone might have created the celestials yeah who knows Okay, so we are again diverting. Like, we were supposed to do the characters quickly. No, but yeah, okay. <laughs> no, because this conversation I know can go on endlessly because that movie has that capability. Yeah, that's what that's what I find so interesting about this whole thing. Uh, it's it's you can you can talk so much about it like it's there's so much to be discussed, and I think that's I think the one of the best things a movie can do. No, it doesn't have to be something that you just watch and like uh, forget about it, or you can just like rewatch endlessly and mindlessly. It's like if you watch Eternals, it it's it's going to bring up questions, and there are like there's no real definite answers to it, but you can you know explore the questions, which is which is what science is about. Yeah, I get that part. But okay, coming to this one character, okay, and the reason I also bring this up because you just mentioned one thing. ki ajax's character you know the the yeah. prime eternal prime eternal yeah so she's such a fuddu character man <laughs> why her only power is healing she could not even fight anybody 
how I come mean, she's yeah, like that teach eternal is yeah, only one part. Us- at least you have the basic ability of defending yourself from basic beings right like she couldn't even she had to use a you know traditional gun to shoot that one deviant like i found it so funny see i i get the whole character arc and everything see all of the acting and all good no but all the eternals have a specific purpose now uh, ajax is the spiritual leader she's not the fighter like think of it as a dnd group uh you know in dnd you don't have uh, all of them are not fighters in dnd some of them have to be healers some of them have to be wizards some of them have to be fighters some no, of them have to be rogues but sometimes healers also you know try to throw a arrow or try to jump or punch the villain right and sometimes the hit works because no, the, like, for role of a dice no and but okay okay even with that like i'll tell you like um, there is i think one of the important things that eternals also touches on is that not every movie not every character has to basically devolve into a uh, mindless fighting robot at the end of the uh, you know film because you see that kingo uh, is like one of the most powerful eternals he can you know uh, basically kamehameha in his way into everything but he refuses to fight in the you know uh, final fight because he's like he doesn't want to fight against his own family which is an understandable motivation and that is something interesting that is something new that uh, is being done uh with okay, these doctor what can go not just that how funny was that whole sequence when he was a uh, trying uh, to be an actor <laughs> i mean uh, the the joke about him being the him single handedly being the greatest bollywood dynasty is just like the funniest nepotism <laughs> joke that has ever been made I mean and, i was laughing my ass off in the theater like and, you know like, see it reminded me of kapoor family and it was in yeah. hollywood come on imagine this yeah like whoever wrote that joke understood bollywood bollywood like really well. and yeah it was amazing yeah, even like i i get the whole and then okay this character which i loved uh these two i would say gilgamesh and fastos so gilgamesh was like i think the only sane person and his uh, like he could legit defend himself he was legit a strong character like maybe icarus you know the match was essentially singap yeah yeah he essentially it's like true it's slapping like, uh... you know they used to they, all of them were in off icarus right he's the par- most powerful eternal everyone used to but i yeah, think yeah. gilgamesh was that person because he essentially was fighting against uh, athena right <laughs> so i remember athena remove a <laughs> so athena uh, and her crazy thing that she was going through so yeah and it, that is also like an interesting parallel that uh, you know they're taking care of Tina uh, what Gilgamesh does even though he's like this big hulking strong character he's actually just like a softy you know caretaker type and it shows like a really good uh, you know person with mental illness and their caretaker relationship which is again like not something we see a lot in superhero movies such as movies in general it's like you don't see the uh, the effort or the the amount of sacrifice you have to make to take care of someone who is uh, suffering through these things you know like and that is what i think the whole uh, marvel or essentially the whole disney yeah marvel universe is trying to create that trying to encourage new characters new themes and new yeah, emotions trying to do something different and not not just in, in a superhero I mean, context I, I i loved like black widow but there was nothing really new offered in that movie 
it was just like things i had seen 100 times before and i don't mind seeing it 101 times i absolutely love uh, you know watching it it was fun it was great but it's not something new it's not something i'm going to watch again and again and again while eternals i might just watch it just you know this time i want to watch it for the cinematography this time i want to watch it just for the story this time i want to you know watch it for the characters just like i could watch it again and again i know but so much marvel i don't think so i can watch anything again okay so let's let's run through these characters like uh, okay fastos again uh, favorite quickly because come on engineer can be, he was sent to build a steam yes, engine obviously. and he built a plow yeah. come on i i i i get him you sympathize with him like yeah uh, he also apparently was responsible for hiroshima which is eh, i mean it's not he, he, <laughs> he thinks himself was he was responsible because he gave them a plow plow like he essentially don't develop it uh, from the very beginning yeah and like them. they call it out like uh, druid calls him out on that like uh, why is fastos giving him technology and again the answer that fastos gives us like ggs related which is like if they don't te- advance technologically they're not going to grow as a population they'll stagnate because if they live as a hunter gatherer society or if they live as just like an agricultural society they're no, never going to increase their numbers or they might again, just develop it themselves but it might be just a few hundred years later that's basically it right yeah it might it might be like a, a thing with it might be like a what were we talking about australia thing where yeah, yeah, yeah. it could take 5000 extra years so yeah and but you know majid talked about druid there's this one quote which i think it has uh, like i wrote it on my mobile as soon as i heard it so it went something like this i watched humans destroy each other when i could stop all it, it all in a heartbeat do you know what does that do do to somewhere after centuries could our mission have been a mistake are we really helping these people build a better world we are just like the soldiers down here pawns to their leaders blinded by loyalty like this was the best line i think in the movie and i really really like druig druig was great druig because in the comics druig druig is like this very you know sinister maniacal uh, mm-hmm. you know spock like mirror dimension spock beard yeah. uh, <laughs> okay he almost looks like mirror dimension spock it's just like that kind of you know shady evil and the way they did him in this movie just like this completely carefree not carefree but like a guy who doesn't like to follow the rules uh he does his own thing and he's not afraid of anything yeah, like i really loved how they did him uh, they did drawing in the movie uh and yeah the line you mentioned i'm surprised you took the effort to write it down but yeah it's a great line. i mean it it explains so much about the whole thing and uh again that's another ggs connection because that is the uh you know europeans coming to south america and uh, you know he also he basically says that this is not war this is genocide which is yeah like it also makes you wonder like why fastos helped some civilizations advance while he did not uh, you know help others maybe he realized he did he, he only did once right he only helped them bring to one small wooden thing and after that obviously ajax has told him not to do that so i guess that is it's just a random no, I mean, chance thing he must have like helped with other things as well i think i don't know who knows but yeah like it 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 poses an uh, interesting question but yeah uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, ask okay, moving on. How <laughs> if this will never end? Okay, come on. We need to talk about. Okay, Thena. I'll keep it at the last. Uh, we have a sprite. Okay, sprite. Sprite was interesting because um, it's uh, the weird conundrum of a five thousand year old person in a twelve year old's body, and her whole thing is just like she just needs someone. She just needs to be treated like an adult, or she just need, wants to be an adult. It's the. It's the uh, okay. What? there's a story that is about this i don't know what it's going to reminding me of um 
about how she used to create visualizations and you know stories and basically uh, she essentially created all our history the greek mythology was created by sprite yeah <laughs> yeah sprite is the original storyteller and then obviously uh, comes a super fast makari makari uh, makari was also great i mean uh, okay so in the nee game and run makari is like the lead uh, that you know it, the whole story is told through her eyes because not her eyes in the comics uh, makari is a guy but yeah it's it's nearly not as interesting as uh, here because of all the things you know they made her they first of all hired a new deaf actress and the explanation for it is really good because the speed at which she goes the sonic boom would eventually like or like the sonic boom would make her deaf so it it makes sense that arishan would make a deaf uh, you know a deaf mute person as a speedster because that would allow them to uh, function more effectively and also her her whole chemistry with doig that was cute and i i like the whole, it was like a very wholesome character like all in all so yeah i loved that and then finally coming to angelina jolie's thing i mean, she was great dude. like she was she is great in everything but just the way she plays uh, you know this stoic badass warrior but also someone who's eternally losing her mind it's subtle but it's very good like i i wish we could see more of her uh, fighting because like she is the goddess of war right goddess so uh, we saw some of it and uh, yeah the way she does it it's amazing it's but funny, again yeah, i told yeah. you that the whole last scene that how she gets cured from madveri like just in a moment no she doesn't get cured she still has madveri but yeah but that, she doesn't uh, <laughs> Yeah, but they don't get her. You know, uh, the plot does not ask her to get crazy again. Like we see her going crazy after like every fifteen minutes of the runtime of the show. But uh, I mean, <laughs> it's a thing of like you know how you know how uh, some memories or some things in the world can trigger uh, trigger you know uh, certain responses like uncontrollable responses inside you. It's like that. So whenever deviants are nearby. uh or like whenever she has flashes of old memories or something that reminds her of uh, her previous life that kind of triggers her madly you know and which is like i found something that i found that very relatable because uh, as someone who has anxiety it's just that it's always it always gets triggered as at the worst possible moment so that i found very relatable and uh, yeah like she has a brief moment where she comes out of it willingly but yeah i don't think she's cured as such i think it's still going to be a problem going forward but yeah maybe they'll find a cure later uh, it's interesting the way they uh, portrayed it no but now I, because now they have basically essentially opened doors i know they've killed off some characters but they've essentially opened doors to have like solo movie somewhere down the line for each of them and i would really really would want to ah i really doubt it too Like I know, based but... on the critical and financial performance, I don't think anybody's going to get a solo movie. Maybe they'll definitely get an Eternals too, and I hope they bring Chloe Zhao back to uh, direct it. Uh, I hope they give her like a big. I don't think the same director is coming back. No, no, no. I definitely think they should because the whole movie works in a sense because of Chloe Zhao, because of the sensibilities that she brings to the whole thing. Because otherwise, it can feel very haphazard and cheap. and i personally love toja so you know for me that doesn't matter I, i i did not even know the director <laughs> not do it yet. i just love the movie and i hope that oh, she directed nomadland bro she she became like the first uh, asian woman to win an oscar this year okay since you talked about asian i don't know this is racism but we didn't talk about sarsi 
Oh yeah, we completely forgot Sushi. I guess this is like the thing with Marvel uh, movies. Like we always forget about the leads because every <laughs> other character is more interesting than the lead. <laughs> that I mean, is Shang Chi. Everyone else is more interesting than Shang Chi in Black Widow. Everyone else is more interesting than Black Widow. I think Spider Man is like the only exception. Yeah, because and the the reason Spider Man is so interesting is because of the other Spider Man. <laughs> no, but anyway, so Cersei was. I mean, Cersei is like the lead, and. she i really don't have anything much to say about her i think she's she serves as like the narrative uh, focal point of our story you know yeah other than that i really don't again like her power will become like crazy because now that she can transform like non living matter initially and now living matter also it just sends us because essentially god yeah essentially she will and essentially she is a mortal being Come on, like uh, half of the way to godness is already there. First, I just want to mention the cinematography of oh, this yes. movie mm-hmm. is beautiful. Like the shots where the uh, eternal is, where the celestial is coming out of the earth, and you see like when you know Cersei turns him into marble, and you just see uh, this you know weird head and hand hanging out of the earth. It's just so beautiful, and just like. It, this movie has moments bro this movie has some great moments like just quiet moments and also some amazing kickass moments like when uh, kingo uh, you know blows up that celestial and he says dishim i don't know why but that is like it's it's just it just feels nice to be uh, represented even if in a tapori i guess that was his arc of the character and that it did like i didn't find it tacky like initially you know sometimes Bollywood, मतलब if you trend to portray Bollywood, it does feel tricky. But because of that whole underarching joke, right? So that is when I became a fan. I'm like, okay, guys, they did it. I don't know whatever tapori dialogues you make him say. Like that was the best thing. I'll remember it for that only. Yeah, and it was great because his whole arc was he is not um, he is not willing to hurt his family, but he is also he's like conflicted in his in his beliefs, right? And also, let's talk talk about Karun, like Harish Patel. Uh, you know going from acting in uh, the worst movie of all time to one of the best movies of the year uh, just like he was amazing he had the funniest lines in the whole thing and yeah that was that was great to watch just like more indian representation but come on the episode is already an hour or you know i don't know so long so we need to close it off by finally talking about no it's like the movie you know it's it's going to be like 30 minutes just we've been talking about 30 for 30 minutes but it just feels like two hours <laughs> but okay we need to uh, uh talk about this because i don't know we need to talk about it because i really need to know what the hell is with the kid hunter character because i've not heard of it even i was telling you over uh, uh yeah even i am i don't know who he is but so i looked it up afterwards and he plays a character called Dane Whitman uh who is in the comics he's a character called Black Knight i think yeah he's a character called Black Knight and <laughs> his whole thing is um he has a sword and he works with blade uh, you know blade the vampire hunter yeah have you seen those old movies with the no, snipes yeah oh okay, okay so yeah he works with blade uh <laughs> and at in the post credit scene you see him like uh, trying to touch his old sword and what not and you hear a voice where uh, someone says you know are you sure about that yeah. mr wickman or whatever that is marshala ali's voice who is going to play blade in like a future project ah i thought it was uh, again this guy uh, nick fury oh no no 
Um, but I thought the voice was different. I thought, yeah, maybe he is again. Initially, I thought it was the Watcher, but then I looked it up and it was uh, Blade. That's now that that's done. Okay, so you were talking about things getting weird. So yesterday, the first image for Moon Knight officially dropped, which is going to yes. be a new Marvel Disney show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is just another weird thing because the whole premise of Moon Knight is that uh, there's this guy who is given powers by an ancient Egyptian god. But that ancient and Egyptian god is an eternal man. <laughs> Who knows at this point? <laughs> but it's gonna be that's a show, right? So again, um, let's see how will it all pan out because there's way too many things. And guys, with that, I guess you know, I'm not even sure. Like this Doctor Strange coming, we seriously need to watch that and discuss that. We're already okay, you know, like I I genuinely believe that things are just about to go off the rails. and i am absolutely ready for it i mean doctor strange in the multiverse of madness i am ready give it to me now I and the thing is like all these movies are something it's not new the characters we do we know doctor strange and uh, there will be so many people it will be i think again like maybe they're trying to do an end game level shit yeah, apparently because... apparently they had reshoots where they uh, added in a bunch of more cameos Yes, so that is the whole thing, na. So I am not sure how that uh, uh, thing will go. Then we have Thor coming back. So and then oh have... yeah, Thor, Love and Thunder. That is also going to be off the rails. Like nothing in the Marvel universe is going to make sense anymore, bro. And it's going to be just awesome. And then Black Panther is coming. I really want to, uh, you know, uh, see Black Panther. Yeah, Black Panther is the one thing I'm worried about because it's just had a string of bad luck. The first Chadwick Boseman died, then. You know, you had uh, Letitia Wright, who is supposedly like the new lead of the movie. You know, she was she said some anti-vax things, but apparently now they you know talk some sense into her. <laughs> but then again, like when they were filming, she got injured, and they had to shut down production for another four weeks. And so, who knows at this point what that movie is going to be like? I will, you know, I will be surprised. I will be immensely like surprised and impressed if Ryan Coogler manages to pull it off. whatever it's it's apparently scheduled to be released this year uh in yeah, november so and then yeah. i know captain marvel 2 is coming but i'm not crazyly excited but i know uh, they're bringing in the marvel oh, should be because uh, we are going to get our first uh, first i guess south asian superhero who's not an eternal ah maybe maybe okay okay that way yeah. see, i don't have much of a history but because it's also going to have like indian actors some indian actors miss marvel the show let's see see again i i don't have much background about it so that's why i'm not like crazy about it but maybe you know once i you'll tell me then 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 again the whole with ant man is coming uh, then guardians is coming oh yeah back. that's also going to be uh, absolutely it's not going to make any sense but we are going to love it it the, the, the name is only amazing ant man the most quantum media what the hell quantum media okay okay yeah, it's going to be awesome bro like the james gun will come back yeah james gun i think at this point we should stop recording because we're just listing off random things yes okay we should <laughs> so with that guys uh, i think the ep- what it's fine uh, it's been what i think over an hour of recording but i guess the movie was such and we got lost we should do the other other movies also right because i really want to talk no, i'm excited listen, my final verdict my final verdict is i absolutely love this movie so i am like going to watch it for years to come and i am really happy that yes. we have something like that and we have it so good that's it 
uh with that thank you uh everyone for listening to this uh, yeah go. let us know if you want us to do all the other marvel stuff okay look, one last thing before you go uh of all the movies that marvel movies that came out this year where would you put uh, eternals like what would your ranking be of the four movies of of uh, the four movies which came this year no so what were the four movies quickly tell me quickly shamchi eternals uh, black widow and spider man yeah second i guess second yeah for that no but what is your full what is your full list okay da. see uh, i don't know spider man has to be one uh, but like because of the whole nostalgia factor and everything that is there right and uh, then i have sh- maybe shangchi and uh, the, yeah eternals because of the story maybe second and shangchi and black widow third like i can't put fourth there but yeah and maybe because i'm a bit biased against black widow the only reason it's been too long since i've seen it so i maybe have forgotten half the things so that's the reason maybe it's so down my list i think for me as well it would be like i think shangchi is my uh, first favorite or like first whatever then um it's a toss up between i don't know which to put second and which to put third because i have seen spider man only once and uh, while i absolutely loved it i don't really have a connection to all the old spider man movies like that big of a connection uh but i really did love it so i'll put it second i guess and third is eternals and yeah fourth is black widow simply because i watched it and then i forgot about it <laughs> yeah same i think black widow has been too long so you can't i don't know but yeah, sanchi yeah maybe we should do an episode we'll, uh, maybe then i'll also know what are the things that i missed because ha- half of the movie i enjoy after you tell me the whole back story <laughs> but with that finally we'll say bye guys or else this episode will never end uh, take care and let us know if you want us to review more marvel stuff uh, yeah with that uh, do the usual support us and soon we'll have some news uh, from pushkar uh, hope maybe probably in the next episode itself so yeah uh, wait for that uh, till then take care and have a nice life i don't know man <laughs> bye have fun Thank you for listening to this episode. Follow us on social media and do let us know if you want to be part of the next episode. Till then, live long and prosper.